Massacre's one left. And now that we're at full capacity, we're getting you tickets to see the White Sox this season. Listen every Wednesday afternoon to Brett Rump and the Sports Rush from 4 to 6 p.m. to win. A family four-pack of tickets to an upcoming game on the south side of Chicago. Well, no, Mercedes lines in the left base hit. White Sox Wednesday on the Sports Rush. Right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios. This is WKJG, 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan, live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, July the 3rd. The are indeed Kelly Cup champs after a 2-1 win over the South Carolina Stingrays last night. And the jungle was indeed rocking last night. I'll tell you what, in big game situations, the Fort Wayne Comets do it well and, and know how to incite their fan base uh, into a frenzy. And it was great. Uh, Comets with their 10th championship in franchise history. First since 2012. And uh, I I was there for that one. I, I don't think I was there for the first one. But anyway, uh, what a night last night. Uh, welcome into Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply uh, along with Justin Kenny, extraordinaire uh, producer, co-host. I'm Jim Shovel, and thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, were you at the game last night? Well, if you there were a lot of people there, so you might have been there. Hey, what were your thoughts? How'd you like it? Uh, did you stick around for the handshake, the cup presentations, the the carting around the ice of the cup by the players? I know that's always something special, and you don't get to see that every day. So uh, it was it was very, very cool to see on uh, Coliseum Ice and in so many things uh, rush to, uh, to the forefront at this point. Just remember back during the pandemic, there were, you know, times when we didn't think there was going to be hockey during the 2020-21 season. And the Frankies decided, and and we've talked to Michael over the uh, the months about this, and they they said, hey, it's it's for the fans. Now the the Frankies, uh, in this situation, uh, financially, this was not um, from a business perspective. I'm sure that uh, there would have been people that would have said, hey, just just bag this season and, and move on to the next when you can have full capacity. And remember what. They could have, what, 3,000 people, I believe, in uh, in the arena for uh, the better part of the season. And then we're able to bump it up during the playoffs. And then, um, you know, Wednesday and uh, and last night, you know, able to uh, bring in you know, the full capacity. And uh, it was. It was it was very cool to see the arena packed from ice level up to rafters all around Memorial Coliseum. 
So it was very, very, very cool to see once again their their tenth championship. You know, I can remember some of the uh, you know the the Scotty Gruel and the the San Diego Gulls back in the day. Yeah, sweeping the Gulls four. Yeah, the Dustin Verag um, overtime goal top uh, shelf. Yeah. Oh my goodness, things like that. But something that was uh, quite a thrill for me last night, walking up to the Coliseum. Diane and I parked. We were walking up to the, the facility, and who did we see? But none other than. Mr. Comet Eddie Long standing out in front with his son Brady, who, in in my estimation, one of the funniest people in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and he had a little bag with him, and, and that's not unusual with Brady because Brady <laughs> expect the unexpected with Brady Long. Yeah, and uh, so uh, you know he he basically said uh, he called out to us, and we went over there, and uh, and of course Eddie Long was one of my childhood heroes. Anyway, all the comments of the '60s: Reggie Primo, Lionel Repka, Chuck Adamson. Uh, the list goes on and on. Cal Purinton, Terry Pembroke, blah blah. blah. Yeah, I mean go, but. We, we went over and got to talk to Eddie a little bit. But, you know, Brady, uh, in his own uh, amusing way, said, hey, I got about six books with me. He said, you know, Dad wrote a book. And, uh, and it, he's got a book out. And I said, yeah, I said, I'd heard about that. And he said, well, we're, well, we got about a half a dozen. We're giving them out to people we don't like. Here, do you want one? You know, and, uh, he's, he's really he's really fun. <laughs> but I, I said, yeah, I don't like you either. Give me one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we did. And just thumbing through it, and I noticed – the author's name of the book, hmm, bears a striking resemblance to a family member of yours. Yes. Uh, my Aunt Wendy, Wendy Luai, who's married to my Uncle Rich, um, wrote the book. That was her second comics, pop comments book. She wrote a similar book on uh, George Drysdale, who's really? a really fam- good family friend, lived right down the road on Meridian Street for a long time. Uh, by my grandma. So she uh, reached out to Eddie and, and worked on this, a passion project for multiple years and meeting with Eddie and meeting with Gail, his wife, and and put this together and, and just came out last year. And I know Eddie was super excited about it. And, and, and Aunt Wendy put you know tireless work into that, trying to track down information and pictures. The pictures were just tremendous Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome read, awesome book. And, uh, yeah, pick it up if you can. Read about Mr. Comet and his life. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, just look, just thumbing through it last night in, in parts during the game and when I got home last night, just, just looking through it. It's just, you know, as you said, the photos. And there's there's a one-on-one, a, a Q&A with Eddie at the end of the book. And, and just the chapters are, are very short, and but it, it details parts of his life and how he came to Fort Wayne and, uh, you know, how he ended up. As, as Mr. Common, it's interesting because some of the photos that are shown, uh, you know, show him being helped off the ice. Well, I, I mean, pretty much carried off the ice and, uh, you know, in, with a great big towel over his face. And then the next photo you see is him back out with look like uh, kind of a, a ripped up T-shirt around his head after he'd gotten 18 stitches to close a gash. And he was he was out there playing. But then that was the epitome of that's a hockey player. Right. You know, yeah. so. And. Um, you know, Eddie was there Wednesday night, too, for Game 3. In fact, Gail came, and it was their 65th wedding anniversary on the night of Gale, of Game 3. So the K's got a win for that. And then with Mr. Comet again in the house last night, they wrap oh. up the, the championship. Indeed. And I thought it was cool, too, that 
that the video board would show former comets uh, that were in attendance last night as well. It just, uh, uh, you know, Kelly Hurd, uh, Kaylee Schrock, uh, who I see every week anyway because we play baseball together. Right. And and he is just as passionate about that sport now. It's it's great to see. Although he missed last week because of a hockey tournament. Uh-huh. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, it, w- it was great to see those uh, people recognized as well. And uh, you, you see, I saw Chuck Adamson uh, on the concourse. Didn't get a chance to say hello. But, uh, that, and once again, uh, the left-handed goaltender from the 60s, one of my heroes as well. So yeah, uh, Jalen Smith I saw was Jalen there. Jalen Smith was there with his, his comic jersey. jersey. Yeah, yep. with his uh, Smith crown. number nine, yeah, sitting down there. Uh, and and uh, it was it was just uh, – a great atmosphere for sports in Fort Wayne. And, you know, now you, you look, and the comments said, well, it, you know, the, the Tin Caps won in their inaugural season at Parkview Field as in as Tin Caps in 2009. You know, and then uh, the Mad Ants win that championship in 2013 and 14. Uh, but the, the Comets won in 2012. And then went to the ECHL where there were, you know, how many teams so uh, it just makes it a little little rougher to to be able to do that. But um, I'm telling you, it was in Dylan Ferguson. My goodness, a huge! What an outstanding goaltender he is. You know, and and they've they've had good fortune with they being able to bring in quality goaltenders all season long. Because once again, in in any kind of playoff format, you know, a hot goaltender will will carry you a, a long long way. So. Uh, just a lot of fun last night at Memorial Coliseum, and uh, the Comets uh, just, you know, eked out a 2-1 victory, and uh, the the countdown was awesome, and so uh, pretty cool. Or, or excuse me, four six eight six two four six eight six two, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. If you have a a text, a comment, etc., and uh, Want to uh, share with us this morning? You can do so on the Automotive Color and Supply text line. You, you, you know what? And here's an added bonus today. You don't have to put TS in the front of your message because guess what? We're the only live show in the building today. Nothing else going on here at the Federated Media Metroplex. Yeah, I guess everybody else in. figured that the Fourth of July weekend they'd take off. Well, you know, too, and probably a lot of people that still haven't stopped celebrating from last night. So that could be. Yeah, they could um, just be you late know. arriving. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, no, no burned out cars or anything like that in Fort Wayne. So, um, you know, we, we handled ourselves with dignity yes. after winning a championship last night. So, no rioting, no businesses with, uh, with uh, you know, broken windows, no cars burned. So. Good on you, Summit City. You celebrated in style. Definitely. Yes, definitely. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. Got a uh, text that came in. It says, Shove, what a night. It never gets old. I thought uh, SC played really well and outplayed us. If it wasn't for Ferguson, we'd be playing tonight. Great to see many people that I haven't seen in a long time. Also got to speak with Jalen Smith. Happy for it. That's from TC. Uh, and, yeah, it was. It was It was electric. South Carolina did play very well, and uh, to be able to to, to post that two one victory was um, you know the karma, right? You know, <laughs> right, a little uh, bit. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and Bob Chase had to be looking down, and of course, um, you know, public address announcer Larry Schmidt lost his father uh, over the uh, this past week, and 
and in his father was it I believe the the very first comic game in the in the early 50s and kept season tickets and and was at every opening night as well you know until this past year when when he was uh under the weather and couldn't make it but uh you know Larry Schmidt's father uh was uh, one of those staples uh, talk about generational comet fans uh the Schmidt family was indeed one of it and then Larry carries on and and does such a wonderful job on the microphone and uh and and keeping the comet fans uh, uh aware of what's going on and does it with uh with a little flair right so, uh, just like that and uh, and Larry our condolences uh, if you're listening, we appreciate your uh, your contribution to sports in Fort Wayne. That's for sure. Once again, four six eight six two four six eight six two. Now we're going to be talking with Michael Frankie's a little bit later on in the show. Well, that's the plan. Now uh, you know we're we will be calling him. Now remember, the the team that uh, he and his his family owns just just won a championship last night. So. I'm wondering if he got to bed early so, because he <laughs> we'll said, see. I have to be up to, to talk to Jim and Justin on talking sports. Right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll um, we'll make that effort to uh, give Michael a call uh, at our usual time at the bottom of the hour or so. But uh, before that, we're going to be talking some Tim Caps baseball because the Tim Caps, uh, part of a 12-game homestand in 13 days. Actually, we're going to be talking with John Nolan, uh, the broadcaster for the Tim Caps. Uh, he is pinch hitting for Mike Nutter this morning. We'll talk to John uh, after the break and uh, get his thoughts on the homestand and uh, maybe players to watch. And hey, we got a big Fourth of July coming up tomorrow, so uh, you know what's going on with that as well. So uh, we'll talk to John too. And uh, before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Do you have a water softener? And and, and I'm not. I'm just just a water softener. Doesn't have to be a Culligan or anything like that. But one thing I will tell you is Culligan will do an inspection check for twenty nine ninety five. Doesn't matter what kind of water softener you have. You and and I know little about water softeners compared to the professionals at Culligan. And I'll tell you what, it's nice that you can just have it in the corner of your garage or your basement and just forget about it, and it works. Culligan will come out, test your water, make sure that your softener is working properly. And just giving you peace of mind. Twenty nine ninety five is all it takes. Give them a call today, four eight four eight six six eight. That's four eight four eight six six eight. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. Wanted to speak a language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Fences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. 
Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after the job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Fan listeners, Alliance Exteriors has an exclusive offer for you. Mention this ad for a $3,000 rebate on your roof. Hurry, summer spots filling up quickly. Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website, allianceexteriorsin.com, to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book with your VIP offer now to save $3,000 off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. Attention HVAC installers and technicians. Masters Heating and Cooling, an industry leader, continues to see rapid growth. And we've got rare opportunities for you to be part of the team. If you're an experienced HVAC installer or technician or have the drive and desire to become one, join the Masters Heating and Cooling team right now. Positions are open today. This is an expansion of our staff, giving you a rare opportunity to get in and be part of the Masters Heating and Cooling team. Top wages, great benefits, a career opportunity. Don't wait. Contact Masters Heating and Cooling online at mastersheatcool.com. Do you hear my computer career ads and think, I don't know anything about computers? Well, you don't have to. Before starting, many graduates could turn a computer on and off. And that's it. Now they're IT pros. You could do it too. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new life in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply, along with Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. We said normally we'd have you put TS in the front of your message so we know it's for us, but we're the only live show this morning in the building. So just just if you want to, do it. If you don't, don't. Especially now, if you have a question about Parkview Field, Tin Caps Baseball, anything of that nature, 4th of July, big homestand, text it in. Because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire and Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Tin Caps broadcaster, Pinch hitting for Mike Nutter, Mr. John Nolan. John, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Justin. Excited to have a chance here to uh, chat with you as Mike has this Saturday off. He's actually dealing with uh, a bad voice right now, and I certainly feel for him dealing with that. But I got to say, maybe in this case, better him than me, <laughs> given the nature of, of my daily job here. Indeed. Yeah, it's uh, anyone in broadcasting that uh, your your vocal cords are uh, are your lifeblood. So uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah we hope uh, hope he gets better sooner. But he already had everything all planned out as far as uh, who was going to pinch hit for him in the different segments of different shows. So uh, 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Uber organized uh, does it again, and uh, everything is great. But uh, well, you know, John, before we get into baseball, and I, I got some questions for you about this upcoming homestand and, and players to watch, etc. But you know, you, you talk about broadcasting. What was your path to broadcasting? Because if I'm not mistaken. You know, you don't just do Tin Caps baseball. You do Tin Caps baseball with the best of them, but you also have have done work with with PFW. You you've worked for the Mad Ants doing uh, games there as well. I know you've done work on the high school sports level with Federated Media too. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you've even filled in on the public address. Or myself at St. Francis, uh, but <laughs> yeah, so. basically I kind of just uh, I kind of just loiter around different <laughs> corners of the city, and then just try to pop in whenever I see a microphone open. So you know, in case you in case someone's playing pool basketball this summer and you hear a voice coming from over the fence, that's probably me. Uh, but yeah, my past was that I just wasn't good enough at playing any of these sports, uh, and by the time I was in high school, um, I. I just my mind went to, all right, what's one of the next best ways to stay involved with the action and uh, going on to the, the going into the media side of things was the path that I approached, and I went to Syracuse University in upstate New York and studied broadcast journalism and was involved with the uh, student radio and TV stations there and was fortunate that one of the guys who was a couple of classes ahead of me in school, Mike Cousins, not my cousin, I Unfortunately, I've really not benefited from much nepotism in life. My dad does not work in media um, or any cousins. But Mike Cousins was the broadcaster for the Tin Caps from about 2012 to 14, And so I, in 2013, I had followed him out here to be his assistant and so did that for a couple of years. And then when Mike went on to greener pastures, he's full-time with ESPN. We always see him doing college football and basketball, sometimes baseball, softball, wrestling, various sports. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've kind of found a home here in Fort Wayne since. Yes. And, and you are, if, if there is a big sporting event going on uh, and we see John Nolan, we know it's big, we know it's big. So, but, but <laughs> Although, no. yeah, except for the, honestly, the only team I haven't had a chance to be involved with at all is the Comets, but, uh, obviously, uh, Shane does such a great job and, um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not necessarily a Saturday morning person, but uh, got a little extra juice here today. It was so awesome to not only see the Comets win, but to see more than ten thousand people back in the Coliseum, and it has me excited now too for you know what we can look forward to here at Parkview Field, especially this weekend. Because um, men at Fort Wayne's got any tradition, right? It's like Comets winning titles, and two caps setting record crowds are packing the ballpark out for the Fourth of July, and with the weird calendar during the pandemic all of a sudden it gets uh gets packed into one weekend now well you know what's ironic and in what interesting to me was the fact that that we had a home baseball game at parkview field last night and a home hockey game at memorial coliseum and between the two venues we had just about fifteen thousand people show up to those two venues to witness sports in Fort Wayne. And to me, that's incredible uh, when you look at our population and in, in such that we would draw uh, for both venues that those kind of crowds. And it's just a testament to to what we, you know, we're, we're called a minor league sports hotbed. Yeah, uh, but that just shows it right there that uh, we had that many people uh, get out 
just you know let's say post pandemic and and get out and 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 be part of Fort Wayne sports. Yeah, no doubt. And even add in, you know, I actually called one Fort Wayne FC game uh, this season, and the crowd support that Fort Wayne FC has had it really is tremendous. Of course, you guys document it well. The uh, outstanding support, you know, go down to youth levels and especially high school sports around here. And that's yeah, definitely why you know I did not grow up here, but uh, part of the attraction of the, uh, the quality of life here for an avid sports fan is the uh, the sheer passion of uh, of our fans here, regardless of team, regardless of season, and even when seasons uh, don't typically cross over, like baseball and, and hockey in July do. Um, yeah, hats off to uh, everyone who was helping to uh, will the comments to that win last night, and uh, hope to see some of those people now with their Saturday night clear. Maybe some people. <laughs> We're uh, ma- making sure to keep the calendar open tonight in case there was a, a necessary game five. But uh, instead, now you can just uh, catch some tap baseball for the 635 start tonight. And uh, some fireworks tonight that will serve as like an appetizer for the big show tomorrow night. And, and talk a little bit about that. Now, as far as tickets available for, let's say, tonight and tomorrow, are you aware of, of uh, how many tickets might be available yet? Well, and just as a reminder, as of this week, Parkview Field is back to full capacity. We were at only about 3,000 fans max in May. We were only at about 4,000 fans uh, for June up until this week for the last couple of days of June. And so now at full capacity, we've had about 4,500 fans here for each of the last two nights. And in part, that was just because we didn't have some of the group areas sold. So. You know, when we have our crowds of seven, 8,000-plus, that's when every corner of the ballpark is packed, going up top to the O&E treetops and the 400 Club and the Summit and the Huntington University Picnic Pavilion. Um, of course, it was so tough for our group sales staff to, uh, to book those big outings in advance this year just because of how unknown everything was. Right. So the last couple of nights, those areas were open. I'm going to be more filled in here tonight and tomorrow, especially with tomorrow for the 4th of July. There are very few actual seats left. We still do have lawn tickets available. We'll get to the point where it'll be just standing room only. But for anyone who's looking to pop a squat, have a chair tomorrow night, would encourage you uh, not to wait any longer. Finish up your coffee here, head to the computer, and come to the Parkview Field ticket office, open it up at 10 o'clock. They wait until your show's over uh, so they can pack up the radio and then open up the windows. And, um, and yeah, don't wait because there are very few tickets for the 4th of July game tomorrow. And, and that's it. Our Saturday game have been selling out as well. So for tonight, if you're interested, uh, don't hesitate because if you wait until 6.15 to come down here, again, you might. Uh, well, you have lawn seats. And, hey, it's pretty awesome to enjoy a game here from the lawn, especially with the weather that we've got. Where oh, it's yeah. It's going to jump right not too hot, not too humid. But, uh, yeah, if you want to see, don't wait. We're talking this morning with John Nolan, broadcaster, media relations director of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, uh, pinch hitting for Mike Nutter in our weekly Tin Caps chat. And, of course, right in the midst of a a 12-game and 13-day homestand, the second such uh, of the season already. And uh, uh, what special challenges does uh, an elongated homestand like this uh, mean for you or is this very helpful because you've got the same teams that you're prepping for 
Um, now, in this case, two different teams. But, uh, you know, six games apiece with them, you kind of get to know them. But uh, what, what challenges do you find? Right. It really depends on which area of the ballpark you're working in. If you're someone here who's lugging around the beer keg to uh, every pocket of the stadium, I think having to work 12 games in 13 days from a physical labor standpoint uh, could be kind of tiring. For the guys on the ground crew, uh, certainly feel for them. For me, who gets it easy as the broadcaster, yeah, I actually do like the nature of the schedule this season where we play six-game series. So I gain a little bit more familiarity with the opposing guys. Obviously, I feel pretty confident in my knowledge of our own players. But in the past, with the other team, if you're doing a three-game series, you know, it's day one, you're just getting acclimated. And probably by day three, you figure that you know a bit about their backgrounds and then how they play and then the series is over. <laughs> and that knowledge goes goes away. So here it's kind of nice to, uh, especially with baseball, the, as you know, Jim, um, it's just the type of sport where it helps to know you know, what a guy is, uh, how a guy is trending. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and especially just the storytelling uh, aspect of things, too. So, um, that said, the uh, Simcaps and Loons this week is the affiliate of the Padres and the Dodgers. They're, they're playing kind of like the Padres and the Dodgers, which has been fun in the sense that these have been, uh, three of the first four games have been down to the wire. Two extra inning games last night was a one-run game, 10-9. to nine. Fort Wayne came up short. But really, really entertaining, edge of your seat kind of stuff. But long at bats, these guys are really grinding, and these games are going on average about three and a half hours. Yeah, is I I apologize. It sounds like my mom has been driving past you. Uh, quite, <laughs> we're hearing uh, hearing that in the background. But but uh, yeah, you know, I'm down I'm downtown near the ballpark right now, and I think so many people are listening that when they said when I said get down here to come buy your tickets. They, <laughs> radio but uh for people that are coming down to parkview field that maybe are just the the casual fan and you know they're, they're going to be down either tonight or tomorrow let's say who are some of the players that they should watch some of the the prospects and and some of the exciting players that are just fun to witness yeah well in terms of exciting and fun and everyone maybe has their own own perspective of, you know, if they prefer seeing uh, power versus speed. So Augustine Ruiz, a 21-year-old right fielder from Mexico, he's our team leader in home runs this year with 10. That's top four in the league. He's been one of the top RBI guys in the league, too, and looks pretty similar as a, like, in terms of his batting stance and his background. Kirsten Orellas, another 21-year-old from Mexico. He's leading the league in one of the Overall, minor league baseball leaders in doubles this year. Uh, you know, personally, I, I uh, and maybe because this is the way that I played the game as an undersized guy, but I love speed. And so, Jawan Harris is in center field tonight. He's the one who had played both baseball and football at Rutgers. The guy who once had an interception in the big house up in Michigan. And I mean, anything hit towards left center to right center field, you think he's going to catch because he can run like a track star or like a wide receiver as he was and a D-back in college uh, and chase everything down in the outfield. He's top 10 in the league in stolen bases as well. So those are some some fun guys to watch. Our catcher, Johnny Holmes, actually, I think is someone that 
sort of just the epitome of a of a ball player, kind of a throwback guy. I mean, he's just turned 22, but he's not on social media. He just goes about his work like a professional. And this year, he has he's primarily our catcher, but he has played third third base. He has played first base. He has started at shortstop. He has played left field. He has played right field. I mean, one of these days, our manager, Anthony Contreras, should maybe give him the challenge of playing a different position every inning because <laughs> that has happened a few times in minor league baseball before, and he would be capable of it. And he has been the team's top hitter this year, just uh, really just a consummate professional. And, and he's a guy who is considered to be about a, a top 30 Padres prospect. And then on the other side, they're doing this series. You know how good the Dodgers are, and even as they're contending for World Series, they have one of the best farm systems as well. They have one of the youngest outfielders in the league. who's only 20 out of Cuba, named Andy Pajes. He's the league leader in home runs. He nearly hit one off the Harrison earlier in this series. Great Lakes, and part of the reason why these have been long games, they've had the best offensive team in the league this season, So, and they lead the league in home runs. So, again, for fans who are attracted by that kind of power, uh, you're probably going to see the ball fly out of here at, uh, at Parkview Field this week. Well, it should be a lot of fun out at Parkview Field for the uh, the rest of this uh, elongated homestand. And, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your early Saturday morning and uh, joining us on Talking Sports. We do appreciate it, and uh, we'll look forward to the broadcast of Tin Caps Baseball and then all the other sports you do as well. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, again, uh, if you're playing pool basketball, I, I might uh, bring the portable microphone to call that. And, uh, yeah, I should say, too, with this being the long homestand, next Tuesday through the following Sunday, we'll be playing the Indians-affiliated Lake County captains. So for Cleveland fans, they are actually loaded with most of the top Indians prospects. Um, so that's a fun team to watch. And we'll have fireworks again next Friday and Saturday as well. And then if fans know the drill by now, it's $2 concessions on Tuesdays. Dogs can come with you with a special ticket on Wednesdays, the Thursday Thursday specials, and then day games on it. It'll be back to the regular schedule next weekend for the day game on Sunday. And all the details, and you can get your tickets online at thinkapps.com. So, Jim and Justin, thanks for the chance to uh, to join you. I'm sure Mike is uh, going through his treatment program now, a lot of tea and honey to make sure that uh, he's back uh, in the saddle with you next week. But, uh, Thanks for the chance to chat and look forward to uh, seeing you guys here at the ballpark soon. I know Justin being, you know, the, the big roller that he is, he was hanging out in the suites here at the ballpark during the week. Uh, Jim, I know you're more of a, a man of the people. That's right. Here in the, uh, the, ble- in the bleachers, roughing it. But uh, wherever you guys are, I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, I used to be known as the mayor of Thirsty Thursday. And and actually, and my- <laughs> Sorry, Jim. I was going to say one last thing. Next Friday night is also a theme night, 90s night. So I definitely expect to see Justin out there. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of a connoisseur of 90s pop <laughs> yeah. culture trivia. Took him a wheelhouse. Recruit him to help us with some of the entertainment. Yes, absolutely. And to to uh, zero in to make sure that Jim knows it's 1990s, not 1890s. Wow. Ouch. Ow, whoa. So. Well, listen, John, <laughs> if you need any staff apparel for 90s night, just 
just go right to Justin's <laughs> closet and, and dresser and, and <laughs> plenty of Zubas to go around in there. <laughs> oh, you bet. Yeah, you need a color. He's got the color. Yeah, Zuba, nice, and the hammer pants too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, John, thank you so much, and uh, and we'll see you at the ballpark. All right. In case Michael Franke is still celebrating and you guys need to fill time, just call me back. I'll be ready. <laughs> Will do. That might happen. All right. All right. All right. Take see care. you guys. All right. That was John Nolan, Broadcaster Media Relations Director of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps and our weekly Tin Caps chat, uh, pinch hitting for Mike Nutter this morning. And uh, always uh, great to talk to John. And, and I mean, quite frankly, what he's 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 aspiring to greatness that's all yeah. i'm gonna say and a phenomenal guy as well um john is one of the nicest guys that you'll ever know and uh really really great dude and and is like you said just uh his star is ascending yes and and i think you know 10 years from now we're gonna be able to tell people hey we knew that guy the guy that's yeah. doing this game, well, and and, that game. And he, he talked about mike cousins yeah and i can remember meeting mike cousins Back in, well, maybe it was 2000. It was soon after he got there to Fort Wayne because uh, Charlie Butcher and I had to go down to Parkview Field to do a couple of promo things right before the season started. And Abby Noss, who's now uh, with the uh, the Carolina the Fireflies, but she was uh, with the Tin Caps at the time, she said, oh, Jim, I, I, I want to introduce you to my cousins. I thought, Oh, oh, Abby's got family here. That's, yeah. And, and here's, quite. A, here's a guy that, you know, uh, hi, how are you? And it was Mike Cousins. Yeah. Not Mike Cousins. So anyway, um, you know, when we got that straightened out, uh, everything was great. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, – and, and, yeah, you talk about somebody else uh, who's who's made it big time, Mike Cousins. Yeah. Uh, former Tin Cap broadcaster. And um, once again – uh, took advantage of his opportunities and made the best of it and put his best foot forward. And here he is uh, doing uh, big time ESPN football and basketball games. And like, uh, like John said, other sports as well. So baseball, softball. So, um, you know, there again, getting roots established in, in Fort Wayne and then going from there. Um, there's uh, putting us on the map. We're going to go ahead and take a timeout. We'll be back with more. We'll talk some common hockey when we return you're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Just in, we've been told that Views Alto is the vape as unique as you are. With Views by You, you can mix and match seven colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. Make Views Alto a vape that is yours. In store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Attention highly skilled tradesmen. Local 166, the Plumbers and Steam Fitters Union, is now hiring. If you have plumbing, pipe fitting, HVAC, or welding experience, or are interested in getting into an apprenticeship for this industry, the union is looking to hire you. They've been around for 122 years and are the standard for the industry. Start immediately and receive great pay, paid health care that is not taken out of your wages, amazing retirement benefits, and even a family medical center on site, free to all members and their families. This is a chance to 
to advance your career to its fullest potential. If you are interested, contact a construction recruiter today at 260-417-8356. The number again is 417-8356 or text 166 to 46862. If you have plumbing, pipe fitting, HVAC, or welding experience, make the call today to the construction recruiter and change your life at 417-8356. Call now. Equal opportunity employer. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps lost a slugfest to the Great Lakes Loons on Friday night at Parkview Field by a score of 10 to 9 in Game 4 of a six-game series. Game 5 of the series set for Saturday night. First pitch at 6:35. There'll be post-game fireworks presented by Gerber Collision and Glass after the game. For ticket information, go online at tincapstickets.com. If you can't make it to the game, join us for the broadcast starting at 6:15 with the Hoopy Insurance Services pregame show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you're still waiting to get the COVID-19 vaccine, here's a request from everyone who's been vaccinated. Join us. Join us at our kids' birthday parties. Join us at that new restaurant. Join us at the ball game. Join us at your nearest vaccination clinic. Where you can walk in today, no appointment needed, and get your shot. Find your clinic at rshot.in.gov. A message from the Indiana Department of Health asking you to join us. Sponsored by the Indiana Department of Health, aired in cooperation with this station. Justice 30 minute bike boot camp? I guess it's that kind of day. Are you ready for a total body workout, Peloton fam? I am. We'll start the class on the bike and then move to the floor. Let's get it. With Peloton instructors right in your home? Are you feeling it yet? Let's keep pushing for five. You have four. motivation that's ready when you are. Clip off that bike and meet me on the mat for lunges. I got this. You showed up today, Peloton. Who's feeling sweaty and strong? Definitely me. Tap into your motivation at OnePeloton.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Fourth of July weekend is upon us. Happy 4th of July weekend to you and yours, along with Justin Kenny from OPS and Outside the Huddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you'd like to be a part of the show, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862, especially if you've got uh, perhaps maybe a question about, oh, the Fort Wayne Comets, because they are your 2021 ECHL Kelly Cup champions and on the talk and sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union is Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke and Michael congratulations and here we are another Saturday morning followed by a Friday night victory but this one is oh so sweet oh yeah hey, absolutely I was thinking this morning about how these Saturday calls used to be so bad because we always played so poorly on <laughs> Friday nights, and uh, you know uh, it was just a it was just kind of a magical last couple games at the Coliseum, and uh, the guys pulled it through, and uh, you know it's just uh, it's just uh, kind of the culmination, a great culmination to a very very weird season. Oh, indeed, indeed. You know, it, I I was thinking, I told my wife as we were walking up to the Coliseum last night, I said, do you realize this is history? And she goes, well, probably yes. And, and, and I said, this is the first time I have ever witnessed a hockey game in Fort Wayne, Indiana in the month of July. 
And I mean, it was just, it was yeah. also the, the first time I'd ever worn shorts to a Fort Wayne Comet game, I think. Now, I've been down to Tampa and seen Lightning games uh, galore in, in shorts because that's just what you do regardless of, of the time of year. But, uh, but what a night. And, you know, the fan base, those in attendance last night were all engaged and into it the entire time. What did that perhaps did that bring back any memories for you seeing that packed house looking from from ice level all the way up to the rafters everything was full and it was just a sea of orange and i guess a tribute to the fort wayne fan base oh absolutely i mean you're right i was thinking about that last night i said to my gosh this is july 2nd and look at all these people and you know we were concerned about what the appetite would be this year for Comet fans. And we started out slow with the tw- about 24, 2,500 back in uh, February and March. And then things got better and, you know, we, we saw a few more people. But there was still a large reluctancy. The, the, the pandemic was still out there. It was still scary. And uh, uh, But as time went on, the numbers started going up. And you could just sense, though, as we were getting closer, that there was uh, an, an appetite for Comet fans to get back in there and 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 to get involved again, and and I, you know, I've we've been doing this a long time, than we like to admit, but I cannot remember the building being as loud as it was the last two nights. Oh, indeed, yeah, and uh, yeah, and you talk about you know you and I in our hockey. I mean, uh, I was I was talking at the start of the show. I was able to see Eddie Long and, and Brady Long outside the Coliseum as we walked up last night, chatted with them for several minutes, you know, because all the comments of the 60s, and I've said this many times, were my childhood heroes. And then as I'm walking the concourse, who walks by me but Chuck Adamson. And so, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's, it's incredible. Those... Those gentlemen, those hockey players, no idea, had such an effect on me as a as a youngster, and in how they went about the game and everything, uh, it w- was just incredible. But part of that that comet legacy, that comet history that that spans, you know, from from the '52 season, it, it's just incredible. But uh, last night, yes, was was electric, and uh, and hats off uh, to to you and and uh, everyone involved. For uh, a, a great show and uh, and also uh, a lot of Fort Wayne pride now. Well, and and uh, you mentioned the old timers and you mentioned Eddie and Chuck and you know it was great to see him. Uh, uh, Robbie Irons was there mm-hmm. last night. Kevin Bertram was there. Brandon Warner was there. Kelly Hurd was there. Leo Thomas, Justin Hodgman. You know the list goes on. Uh, as as we said to the players after the game last night. Once a comet, always a comet, and uh, it uh, it was just special to see. Uh, I feel good uh, for Ben and Olivier. This was a very difficult season. Uh, I feel good for my brother Dave. Uh, this team was put together for a season like this, a one-year run. Mm-hmm. What can we do to to do our best to have a chance to win this thing? And uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, it was shopping back in December, okay? We assembled this team. Look, at these are all the guys that aren't playing. Uh, we brought, you know, we brought Vive in. 
Uh, we brought Nellis in. We brought Gazzola in. We brought Moisan in. Uh, you know, we bought, uh, brought in a lot of guys that uh, didn't get a chance to play this year. And, I, you know, the Vagabond boys were the boys of the early 90s when we first started this. And, and when you think about what happened this year, this, this team was set up of, of similar guys. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, they worked hard. And, uh, but you can't say enough about Dylan Ferguson. Uh, he, he was outstanding again last night. And, and really and truthfully, the last two nights almost single-handedly won the games for us. Uh, 45 out of 49 shots uh, on Wednesday and uh, just making incredible saves. I don't know how he saw the puck sometime last night, but he did. And he sure is deserving uh, of a, a look in the American League with Vegas next year. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, some of the, you know, you, you'd figure he had to be completely screened. But he comes up, you know, with the uh, uh, with the save and, and just, you know, in, in seeing what was around him, whether he would turn it out, uh, you know, to one of his defensemen or hang on for a faceoff. It was just, I mean, impeccable decision making by him as well. But yeah, uh, he was he was standing on his head several times, and, um, and and the fans responded too as well. That was uh, that was so cool to to see them uh, giving him his due as well. So uh, it just. This this is you know the first one since 2012, but the tenth one in in Comet history, and uh, it's it's just an incredible ride. Uh, talk about you know what what it's meant to you, your family, and Scott, and in in uh, ownership uh, to be able to put this. And like you said, it, th- this was kind of a, a one year thing because of other teams not playing and being able to to grab some of these uh, these high level players and in making this run but but what does this specific uh championship mean to you guys well it, it it means a lot to us uh you know you get to a point especially when you start getting older uh where you wonder if it'll ever happen again and uh this was the elusive one uh, you know we've been in the league for a number of years we hadn't won the championship and uh you know you just uh, you always wonder you know is this the last one and uh you know, I, I began thinking about that two or three years ago that, ah, this may never happen again. And uh, you never know, maybe it'll never happen again in our tenure again. But uh, a very, very special, uh, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it was just such a wacky year. And uh, our, our hats off to all the Comet fans and, and our sponsors, uh, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that made it, it, made it possible. And for those that don't know, the season ticket holders at the end of the day were the decision makers. Uh, almost 95% of the season ticket holders that we surveyed, and we surveyed all of them uh, in the fourth quarter of 2020, uh, were willing to move their financial impact with the Comets to the 21-22 season next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that allowed us to then make them an offer, uh, a special offer to purchase tickets for this year's games. Cause we had, we had to, uh, we had to garner some sort of cash out of every ticket we sold because there were only going to be 25, 2600 of them. And they agreed to do that. So, uh, that was just an incredible gesture on their part, a, an incredible thought process. When you think about it of, of how dialed in, 
and and how loyal Comet fans are, and uh, and to the sponsors uh, who stayed in with us, and uh, you know, it just it wouldn't have happened without them. And uh, you know, we, we we did the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Dave did an unbelievable job with the players uh, and the whole uh, hockey organization uh, regarding the pandemic and the protocols, the Coliseum's protocols to go to the building and to feel safe were top notch. And uh, so in the league, they, they set everything up. The, the players were tested. We had 770 tests this year for COVID. And we had 770 negative tests. We never had one positive. Wow. Yeah, it, it just uh, this this is uh, this is a season that you could write a book about with everything oh, <laughs> everything involved and so much behind the scenes that once again the casual fan would have no clue. Uh, you know, had to take place before uh, the team could could step on the ice. And uh, it's just incredible to be able to, to follow that up with a Kelly Cup and uh, and have that, uh, you know, the, the arms of Fort Wayne wrapped uh, tightly around it for the next season at least and uh, and just go from there. So um, it's it's going to be a wonderful time. But then, you know, going forward, you'll, you'll celebrate this for a while. And then I'm sure that, of course, with the season starting in its normal time, this is now a very short off season. So, so work has to begin now for the 21-22 season, correct? Work began on next season <laughs> a couple months ago. It has to. And uh, we're 112 days away from opening night already. I mean, it's going <clears> to <throat> be here very quickly. October 23rd uh, will be the uh, ultra special now because not only will we celebrate the championship, but we will also celebrate the 70th anniversary of Comet Hockey. And uh, it's going to be an extremely quick turnover. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get her done. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, it, it, uh, you know, this, this, will, this will be indelibly pressed into Comet history, what happened. And uh, I also got to thank our staff. Our staff put themselves in the middle of the pandemic in December and came back to work. Uh, and uh, did an outstanding job. And uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have too much time to think about this and celebrate it because it, it is time to, to get going for next year. Unbelievable. Well, Michael, thank you so much uh, all throughout this season for joining us. And, uh, and yeah, of course, uh, we had all these Friday night victories uh, that, that led to uh, some joyous Saturday morning conversations like you mentioned, you know, in the past uh, boy, they weren't always uh, so joyous, but uh, that made for good radio. A lot of people say, well, boy, that know, Michael Franke is really uh, candid. It's funny, Jim. <laughs> a lot of people listen to this show. Uh, I probably have more people talk to me that they that they heard something that we talked about on this show than anything else we do. So you should, guys should feel good about that. But I also have uh, quite a few people that told me, that they enjoyed me better when I was a little crazy uh, when we weren't doing as well, and they kind of missed that. So, <laughs> well, you you would never uh, duck any questions, that's for sure. But but uh, yeah, thank you so much. Congratulations once again to to you, uh, the the Franke family, the you know Scott and and everybody uh, that that's uh, part of that. And like I said, I uh, 
um, you know, I had the pleasure of coaching baseball this uh, this spring with Mitch Meinholz. And, uh, you know, what a great guy he is as well and, and uh, yeah. loves comedy hockey in and of itself as well. So uh, just a lot of fun. But uh, but thank you and congratulations and uh, the, the entire city and beyond because we were getting texts uh, uh, on our text line last night, uh, people that were listening to the game, you know, from Rhode Island, uh, from – from Alaska, from Florida, uh, Big Harbor, Washington. I mean, there are just so many different people that were, you know, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they were they were listening, and, uh, and that's just the appeal of common hockey. No, and and you're right, and I I got a lot of those last night too, and uh, I know the Vegas organization was very proud of Dylan last night and what the Comets accomplished as. Uh, they're affiliate here in the double a and uh hey uh the comets were able to bring home a, a championship within the vegas system and uh i know they were excited about that too yeah so uh that was uh that was just a uh, really heartwarming to know that that comet hockey uh you know doesn't have borders that's for sure oh, it does. yeah <laughs> you're, you're right well jim thanks for everything and uh we'll get back at this in the fall Sounds good, Michael. Thank you so much, and congratulations. Thank you. All right, that was Michael Franke, President of Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly comment chat. And, uh, boy, what a way to culminate it, Justin. Uh, you, you do so with a, with a championship, and, uh, you know, here we are going into the – now we can go into the summer months. Yeah, now we can enjoy the summer, right? Oh, crap, it's, it's almost halfway over with July 4th weekend. But uh, congratulations to the Comets, a big – Big championship. And, you know, I, I asked Shane Alberani yesterday when we had him on uh, Sports Rush, you know, where would this rank uh, in championships? Is it the biggest since 93, winning the Turner Cup mm-hmm. in, in San Diego? He said, you know, each of them are are special in their, in their own different way. And, you know, the back-to-back-to-backs were nice, but the IHL was kind of a shell of its former self at that point. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, so C- CHL championship in 2012 was nice, but uh, this one just feels a little bit different you know despite you know some of the teams dropping out in my opinion it's the biggest since 93 i I think so too and and, uh and in fact we had someone uh question us uh on twitter last week about the fact that uh you know what we said that the this this would be the biggest since 92 93 and, and kind of uh giving short shrift to the the previous championships in the colonial league uh, the the old eye the or the new eye uh ushl you know they're the uh yeah yeah, USHL, yeah. yeah. and you know so uh you got to remember this this is now well the 92 93 was when the ihl expanded and that right. took in the western hockey league teams the san diego gulls and yeah. and they just seemed like they were on another level you know uh but we had more teams you now the the colonial the ushl the the uh you know the the new eye had about six teams and you you seem like you're playing the Dayton gems every single night and things like this but but it, it not that you know not to disparage it you still got to win the games that you got to win in a playoff situation but they had fewer teams and they still had more leagues uh in minor league hockey uh so it, from that perspective this is is on a grand scale i believe but uh, not to not to lessen those other championships but this one had more cards stacked against it, right. much like the 92-93 had. Yeah, no doubt. So in the end, you know, just huge congrats to the Comets. Way to get it done. And uh, like like uh, Mike said, we only have to wait three months 
yeah. months for Comet Hockey to return in October. Yeah, my gosh. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Well, that's going to just about do it for Talking Sports uh, for 4th of July weekend, July 3rd, 2021. Many thanks to John Nolan pinch-hitting for Mike Nutter this morning uh, in our Tin Caps chat. Thanks to Michael Franke for answering his phone this morning. And, and he said, what, that, that's, Close. they're too old to party now? I said, yeah, I thought you'd be out. He said, oh, we're, we're too old for that. Okay, yeah. I, I'm about his age, so I, I know the feeling. So, uh, but uh, thanks to Michael Franke for joining us. Podcasts by Federated Media.